0: Call in at 303-690-3000. Let's join Calvary Live right now.
3: Welcome to today's program at Calvary Live. So glad that you're with us today. You just heard that number as you are invited to call into the program. 303-690-3000 is the call-in number, so give me a call. Love to talk to you about the things of the Lord uh, let's talk about uh, the things that are important to you that are on your mind, on your heart. So this is an hour program. It goes by quickly. All lines are open. So let's get the phones going and love to talk to you. This is your show. Those of you who are listening, we want to welcome to you to Calvary Live. Such a wonderful program and so blessed to be with you. My name is Jeff Figs. I pastor Calvary Chapel Greeley in Northern Colorado And so glad to be with you on this Tuesday afternoon. You're listening live, those of you who are tuned in to Grace FM, on this 15th day of November. We're getting closer to Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving is next week. It's a very special time of the year uh, as we enter into the holiday season. And I know we get busy. There's a lot of things that we need to do and take care of and shopping and baking and all those things. But I pray that we would just take the time to just, you know, uh, encourage one another in the things of the Lord Jesus Christ and be able to be blessed. And I'm glad you're listening. Maybe you're on your way home from work. Uh, I know the commute in the uh, Denver area was uh, really uh, challenging this morning. I pray that you're safe and the roads are cleared from the snow that came out. But just be careful. And also, just want to welcome all those who are listening on Grace FM uh, along the Front Range in Colorado, up in the southern Wyoming And also those who are listening live on Radio bike race, many stations across the United States. So maybe where you're listening is evening time. And uh, we welcome you to call. So glad that you've joined us with that. Um, And then also we want to welcome those who are listening in online. You're listening live. We get people that listen in uh, overseas at times and uh, in different countries. And then also those of you who are listening online, Uh, You are welcome to call in as you are in the states, uh, four corners of the country, people are listening. Uh, I just want to encourage you, give us a call at 303-690-3000 to ask your questions or give your prayer requests. And then there is a text line as well. And that text line is 720-336-0897. I want to remind you, especially I think it's... it's, um, Uh, I think it's important to remind you that that's a 24-7 prayer line that the staff, uh, the prayer team at Calvary Church in Aurora will be praying for you. If you have a prayer need, send it in. And you know that there are people praying for you. But during this hour, as we have time, we will go to the text line to answer your questions or to take your prayer requests, if that's a better way for you to be able to communicate to us and get to us. And sometimes we're able to get to the text questions and prayer requests or to be able to answer them. Other times uh, we're not able to. So we'll do the best that we can, but we invite you to do that. And every show is different. Uh, We love to talk to you. We love to be able to uh, talk to you over the airwaves because that's the way for us to be able to communicate uh, for other listeners to listen in. And perhaps you got a question that other people have been wondering about or uh, what our worldview should be and all the different things that we have taken place in this world or just the the difficult, challenging situations that we face. I mean, they're real and and it's hard sometimes to maneuver through them and we just want to be an encouragement to you. So grab one of those open lines, 303-690-3000, the call-in number, text line 720-336-0897. Just to remind those of you that have, are part of our Calvary Life family on Hope FM and Truth FM and Higher Rock Radio that you can call in as well. You are a week delayed the program on your radio network. Uh, but you get to talk to somebody live. You'll be able to talk to me today, and then it will air on those stations uh, at a week from today. So that'll be a blessing. Let's go to Ronnie in Fort Lauderdale. Hi, Ronnie.
4: Hello, Pastor. How are you today?
3: I'm good. Thanks for calling. You're on Calvary Live.
4: Yes, I have a question here. Uh, I don't know exactly how to ask it, but uh, it's, Where are the Old Testament saints?
3: Well, that's a good question. And what we see is just kind of to begin with Luke chapter 16. And as you read that, Jesus tells of the story. I don't believe it's a parable. I think he's given an account of Lazarus and the rich man. And Lazarus ended up dying and was in Abraham's bosom. Uh, and across Abraham's bosom there was a chasm. There was the place of the unrighteous dead, and that's where the rich man was. And the rich man called over to Abraham and said, can you send Lazarus over to touch my tongue because I'm in torment here uh, on this side? And, of course, Abraham responded by saying that, you know, you you, we, you can't cross over, and um, he's not going to go back. So, That area, Hades is what it's called, uh, was a holding chamber before Jesus died for all of our sins. Um, They were looking forward to the cross. When they did the animal sacrifices, those animal sacrifices was a kofar; It covered sin until Jesus Christ came and died once and for all for our sins. You see that wording in the book of Hebrews, that he died once and for all, died once and for all. As he made atonement for our sins, then that compartment of paradise—remember he told the thief on the cross, you'll be with me in paradise—that that that has been emptied, and now to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. So those Old Testament saints are in heaven right now. Now here's the thing where people can get confused, is the resurrection um, is uh, where we get our new heavenly bodies. And the Old Testament saints, and so everyone who dies now, to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. So any of us on this side of the cross, um, the Old Testament saints that are believers, um, that came to faith, that they are ones that are with the Lord right now. So we can be assured of that, what the Scripture says. The resurrection is you know, having new heavenly bodies is when uh, the time will come at the rapture of the church that we will get our new heavenly bodies. And it's a whole study that you can go through 1 Corinthians chapter 15 talks about Jesus being the first fruits, and then each one in its own order. It seems to indicate that the Old Testament saints are going to be resurrected. They're with the Lord, but they're going to get new heavenly bodies there, uh, as Daniel chapter 12 declares to us, at the end of the tribulation period. So it's an interesting study to do, uh, but right now the Old Testament saints are with the Lord.
4: Okay, Pastor. So, and uh, my belief is that I hear a lot of people say that uh, uh, that we're going to get a second chance. Hmm. Well, there
3: there is no second chance, and and the book of Hebrews says that it's appointed once for man to die and then the judgment. There's no purgatory. Um, there's no second chances. Um, and that's why the Bible says that today is the day of salvation. So once we breathe our last, and, and once we take our last breath, there's no second chance after that. There's no second chance. There's no purgatory. It, it comes to judgment, whether you came to Christ or not. The unbelievers are in that place of Hades— and they will be resurrected, the unbelievers at the end of the millennium reign, as you read Revelation chapter 20, and then they will be sentenced to the lake of fire, uh, because they rejected the gospel message. So there is no second chance. The Bible does not teach that. The Bible does not indicate that. The Bible is very clear that, um, that we are to make that decision for the Lord Jesus Christ now. Um, and you can't make it after you die. It's, the judgment that comes after that.
4: Yes. So now, if uh, when uh, in the Old Testament time, the saints were covered by the uh, shedding of blood of the uh, animals, right?
3: Yeah, and and here's the thing, Ronnie. That's it's it's interesting because we're studying this in the book of that that you know the the Judaizers were coming in and they were saying that salvation comes those were the jewish legalists they believed in jesus but they were saying that there was a keeping of the law that was needed particularly when it came to circumcision in order to be saved in order to be justified before god and paul when you read the book of romans and you read the book of galatians he uses abraham as an example of one who was justified in abraham in genesis chapter 15 believed God, and it was accounted to him for righteousness. Circumcision didn't come till later. Circumcision was um, 14 years later in chapter 17. So Paul, he, he says, listen, it, it's this gospel of grace that you're saved by faith and I didn't make up this gospel. It's not man-made. It was revealed to me by the Lord. He In chapter 1 of Galatians, he talks about the source of the gospel. Chapter 2, he's defending the gospel. Chapter 3, he's giving the the doctrine of grace so that they understand that it's been this way. I'm using Abraham as an example. Now, those Old Testament sacrifices— that it was a picture of, it was a shadow of the reality Jesus Christ. And that's what Paul writes about in the book of Colossians. He says, let no one judge you according to Sabbaths, new moons, festivals, which are just a shadow of of the reality Jesus Christ. So it pointed to Jesus who would come and die for our sins once and for all. So yeah, it was a covering for sin. Um, it was a picture of the Lamb of God who would come and die for our sins once and for all. But you go through the the for example John the Baptist that said to the religious leaders that you know you think you're Abraham's descendants and even Jesus when he was speaking to the religious leaders said you know you say you're Abraham's descendants but if you were really Abraham's descendants you would believe uh who I am who I declared you can read about that in John chapter 8 so the sacrifices were a picture of Jesus coming, fulfilling those sacrifices, and dying for sin once and for all. But Abraham believed God, and it was accounted to him for righteousness. And, uh, and I think that Paul makes that very important point there in that epistle of Galatians.
4: Yes. So the, it, uh, the, uh, uh, the saints, once they received this, uh, the shedding of the blood of the animals, uh, did this last him until the next time uh, uh, how how did it it work?
3: Well, it was the covering of sin and what there were two important words transference and and substitution. So that animal was a picture of as the priest would take that animal and as you laid your hands on it, your sins were transferred to that animal and that animal became a substitute for you and an innocent animal would end up dying because of your sin. It was a picture of how serious sin was. And, of course, Leviticus says without the remission uh, or without the shedding of blood, there is no remission of sin. So there was the shedding of the animals for the covering of sin. Hebrews comes along and says that it wasn't enough. That's why they had to keep doing the sacrifices over and over and over again. And now that Jesus has gone to the cross— his sacrifices once and for all, uh, as he took upon the sins of the world upon himself to make atonement for that. So it really was a picture, uh, you know, a powerful picture of an innocent animal that had to die because of your sin. And of course, Jesus, who knew no sin, became sin for us that we might become the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. So those powerful pictures that are there, and and you know, it's it's uh, a, kind of a deep theological thought that you can go through and think about, uh, but I'm kind of giving you the the foundational principles and truths that are given to us in the Scripture.
4: You're doing a great job, Pastor. Last question Thanks, I have. Uh, who were the people okay. that, uh, in the New Testament, that uh, after Jesus was uh, crucified and uh, resurrected, that came out of the grave? Were there, <laughs> in man- were they, they were in man- Old Testament saints.
3: Yeah, and Matthew records that. And so there's debate on scholars whether that came later, um, you know, after the resurrection of Jesus, because Paul writes in 1 Corinthians chapter 15 that Jesus was the first fruits uh, of the resurrection. And the Old Testament saints were seen, they were recognized, some of them, the graves were opened up, Matthew writes. It's a very difficult verse to know exactly what was going on. Um, and so some say, well, it points to when the Old Testament saints will be resurrected, but it seems to indicate that it took place there in Jerusalem, you know, after the resurrection of Jesus or the time of the resurrection of Jesus. Doctor John Wolvode who's a scholar, you know, on end time prophecy in the scriptures, he suggests that it may be the first fruits um of the resurrection of the old testament. Like the first fruits they would bring in the harvest to give to the Lord, that maybe that was the first fruit. So that's the best answer that I can give. But it's an intriguing verse. It's an interesting verse. a um, lot of discussion on exactly what was going on there. Absolutely I
4: thank you. I thank you I thank you. You 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 have You're done welcome. wonders for me.
3: Thank you, Ronnie. God bless you guys there in Fort Lauderdale.
4: Thank you, sir. Same
3: to you. All right. You're welcome. Yes. 303-690-3000 is the call-in number. So glad to hear from you guys Radio by Grace there in Florida. I know you just went through a hurricane last week. We were praying for you. It's It's been a difficult hurricane season in Florida, uh, and uh, the last one that came ashore um, and I know it, it brought some damage. And so maybe north of the listening area, of Miami and Fort Lauderdale, but certainly we were thinking about you guys and love to hear from you guys um, there. And all of you that are listening today, give me a call. we got an open line, 303-690-3000 is the call-in number. And then the text line, 720-336-0897. Again, Jeff Figgs. Of Calvary Chapel Greeley, with you. So glad to be with you to take your questions and your prayer requests. Hey, let's go to Alan and Fort Carson. Hi, Alan. Hello. Hi. How are you doing?
2: Uh, I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Um, Good. I, I have a prayer request, uh, okay. and that is for my friend uh, Michaela. Michaela's been going through some hard times. She she lives in a household where you know her, her mother's. Very unsupportive, yet very controlling at the same time. Um, you know, she, she's trying to go to college right now, but, you know, and she's also trying to work, and she doesn't know exactly what she's going to do as far as, like, her situation in life. And she's only 18, um, yet these things are just so um, so complicated and feel so out of her hands right now. Um, yeah. She does love the Lord, but, you know, she, she's been... Uh, questioning uh, her her faith lately, she texted me yesterday yeah. asking me, um, you know, what to do. What do you think? What What do I think I should do um, if I were losing faith in Jesus? And um, you know, she really has been struggling. I think she 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 she, do, she could just use a lot of prayer right now. A lot of prayer Absolutely. right now. Um, things are difficult, and she's losing
3: faith right now. Yeah. And we're certainly going to play, pray for Michaela, but I think you know, Alan, this is you know, as people are listening right now, that this is what's happening to a lot of young our young people, that they're 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 losing their faith, they're pulling away from their faith. Maybe grew up in the church, knew the Lord, and for different reasons, because maybe perhaps they struggle, maybe you know, um, because of sin, maybe because of the world's pulling them. Uh, away from um, their faith, and we just really need to encourage our young people. That's one of the things that's really been on our heart here as the staff at Calvary Chapel is to reach out to them and to encourage them, to let them know that the Lord is with them and loves them and uh, has a plan for them and that He's real, and and to you know encourage them in their walk with the Lord and believe and to pray for them and to love them. And um, and that's what you're doing with this young person who um, is really struggling. And I'm grateful that you're able to encourage her, encourage her in the truth of the Lord, in the compassion of the Lord, into um, just the love of the Lord. And um, and just, um, just I appreciate you calling and having a heart for someone who's young, who's struggling. So, Lord, I thank you for Alan. Um, I thank you that uh, as he uh, calls in for... Um, This young lady, um, she's a young lady, but she's young and just struggling and um, having a hard time. And Lord, um, we just pray that you would just, as your word says, that you don't quench a smoking flax and you don't break a bruised reed. And for some reason she's bruised or her heart is just smoldering right now. And I pray that you would just warm her heart that you would make yourself real to her, that you would draw her to yourself by your Holy Spirit, that the enemy in the world is pulling her away from her faith, that, Lord, that you would just assure her, um, take the word of God that's in her heart, and may it just blossom there. And, Lord, I pray for Alan that you give him wisdom. Um, I, I pray that you give him discernment and that um, he would be able to encourage Michaela in every way we just pray that you would draw her to you strengthen her faith because lord we need that um we need we need more faith we need you to touch our hearts and lord i just pray for that work in her heart in jesus name amen amen Alan, thanks okay we'll be praying I it. yeah thank you very Good. much thank you you bet Abs- absolutely you know there's a lot of people struggling one of the things I read a statistic recently that um it was, is amazing particularly with our young people, but it's more and more with all ages and um people are losing hope they're losing hope, they're discouraged um they uh, are struggling and are wondering, and we have opportunity especially during this time of the year to just bless them and encourage them and speak to them um and Um, to show that compassion and and gentle heart and um, to show kindness and to give truth and to speak that truth in love, to answer their questions because they are wondering. And that's partly what this uh, program, Calvary Live, is about. And My desire is to just be able to encourage and give truth, but to to build people up in the things of the Lord Jesus Christ. I think we live in a culture and a society where we love to just tear down. Do you realize it's a lot easier to pull somebody down than to to build somebody up? And we need to be ones to ask the Lord, "How can I build people up? How can I encourage them even when we have to bring correction to them?" And we we have to tell them that that they're in sin, but we can do it in a way that that we can do it in a caring way, in a loving way because that is speaking the truth in love. And I just I hope that we all have a heart for that, uh, a heart to be able to minister compassion, and truth, and love of the Lord Jesus Christ, correction, um, and to be able to do that in a way that, as the Lord leads us, and hope that's an encouragement. Hey, we got um, two open lines, 303-690-3000 is the call-in number, the text line 720-336-0897. So text me a prayer request or uh, a question that you might have. In the meantime, we're going to go back to Florida, and we're going to go to Austin. Hi, Austin.
5: Hey, Pastor Jeff, how are you doing?
3: I am good. You're on Calvary Live.
5: Hey, so I uh, got a huge prayer request. Um, I've been kind of struggling financially, and I've been trying to kind of ask God for wisdom um, just to kind of show me how I can deal with this and kind of go through it. And it's just it's, it's starting to get very nerve-wracking on my end. So wow. I'm just, I think, I feel like I'm running out of options on what I should do, um, but I'm also yeah. trying to keep faith um, in His way. Yeah,
3: yeah and we're going to pray for you. And, you know, Austin, um, it's, it's its hard. People are struggling financially with the inflation, with paying bills, with Christmas coming up, with Thanksgiving, and um, but God cares about our finances, and He wants to supply all our needs. In Christ Jesus, but it, it can be very, very stressful. And so, Father, I pray for Austin. Um, I pray that uh, you would uh, just be with him and provide for him. And Lord, I ask that you would um, just minister to him in a way that he's not losing his faith, but to know that you care for him in every need that he has. So, Lord, you know his situation um, you know his finances, and I pray that you would just help him to be able to to make the decisions the wise decisions that he does to provide for him, and Lord, that he would trust in you and look to you for that and I also pray because there's so many that are out there that perhaps are just hurting in the area of finances. it can be so stressful, and so I do pray for Austin um, for just a peace in his heart and I pray that you would, um, Lord, just assure him that you're with him, and that you care for him. He can cast his cares upon you because you care for him, as the Scripture says, and that you would provide for him in his finances. In Jesus' name, Amen. Amen. Hey, we'll be praying Thank for you. So you, much, to, you bet, Austin. All right, three zero three six nine zero. Six nine zero three thousand. 3000 So text line seven two zero three three six zero eight nine seven. I know um, that some of you are really kind of struggling in different areas, and one of them is finances, and the Lord cares about it, and he really cares for you. So we got a couple open lines, 303 as I give you that calling number. Uh, we're going to be going to break here in just a little bit. I do want to go to Lee in Colorado Springs. And um, hi, Lee, how are you?
0: pastor. Good. How are you?
3: You're on Calvary Live.
0: Hey, can you hear me? I can hear you. Oh, wonderful. So first, I'd like to say thank you for your day in and day out ministry. I always look forward to hearing you on the radio here down in Colorado Springs. You, you bring such a compassionate uh, personality, and you just display meekness and it's uh it's definitely a blessing to listen to so thank you for that
3: oh, you're welcome um, it's a privilege to, to be able to do it
0: amen so i was looking actually for some parent advice some christian parent advice obviously and i know that you had friends uh, for the college age and maybe a little bit older and my right. oldest is a uh, in june so in saying that um i want to go about uh you know biblically
3: and lee i think i lost you here and um but i kind of get
0: from somebody lee are you there we kind of
3: you we kind of lost you but i'm i'm kind of getting the what you're trying to ask you're coming in and out but you have some children um, you want some insight on raising teenagers and just giving them truth um, and ministering to them is that what you're desiring to to just get some insight on?
0: Yeah and just uh, maybe some some uh, advice that that you lessons learned from you uh, through your journey <laughs> as well
3: yeah, yeah and we're there's a lot of us out there right now listening going we've learned a lot. And yeah. But the main thing—and you're going to hear the music here for the break in just about 30 seconds, and we'll go to break, and then I want to come back, because I think you're asking a very important question. I mean, that maybe others are asking as well. How do we raise teenagers? How do we install godly values? How do we encourage them in the things of the Lord? Because Because there's so many influences with them in life. There's social media, there's their friends, there's all that— that you know that we end up battling with, and um, and so that are trying to, to get into the minds and hearts of our kids. So we're going to come back to you, Lee, on the other side of the break. Also, we're going to get back to Kim um, in Denver. Uh, hold on, Kim. We got an open line. Grab it.
0: Welcome back to Calvary Live. Give us a call at 303-690-3000 or text us at 720-336-0897. Let's join Calvary Live right now.
3: Welcome back to the second half of Calvary Live. Jeff Biggs of Calvary Greeley with you. So glad to be with you on this Tuesday. And we've had some great discussions in the first half. And uh, I'd love for you to be able to call uh, if the lines are full uh, we got plenty of time. We'll go through the callers three oh three six nine oh three thousand and um so we're gonna go to the phone lines in just a second here. Text line seven two zero three three six oh eight nine seven and uh just a real quick uh reminder that it is collection week for operation Christmas child, so here in the Greeley area, we are the church that we are collecting the shoe boxes from all over Greeley and Weld County, so be sure to check out our website. Calvarychapelgreeley.org, uh for those uh, hours that we are going to be here. matter of fact we're going to be here from five to eight tonight taking shoe boxes so if you got a shoe box you want to bring by uh, come by the church you can check us out where our location is on that website and then also just want to encourage you that as we head into Thanksgiving and Christmas just pray about how you can reach out to others who are hurting those who need special services that are coming up uh, that you might invite somebody that's on your heart to one of those special services. Maybe Thanksgiving Eve, we're having one here at Calvary Greeley on Wednesday night, next Wednesday at 7. And then also Christmas Eve services. And um, just pray about how you can give to others during this season. But we're going to go back to Lee in Colorado Springs. Lee, are you still with us? Lee, are you there? Okay, Lee may, but we started talking with Lee um, about insights on raising teenagers and installing godly values, and um, as he has some teenagers that he's ministering to, and one of the things that um, is very important for us as we do minister to our kids, whether they're young, because they're getting younger, the influences that are coming in through social media, through all different apps, things like that is to be sure that you stay close to your kids and monitor what it is that they're watching. Encourage them in the things of the Lord. Talk to them about the world. Talk to them about all these things that are out there that are influencing them, and keep those discussions open. And I think the other thing, too, is it's really important that... um, Lee, are you there? So, anyhow, um, we thought we'd try Lee again. Anyhow, but... To to assure them in the Word of God that they're in a place where the Word of God is being spoken. So Lee, are you with us back? Yes, sir. Sorry, kinda lost you there. But um but anyhow, Lee, you know, it, it is important for you to be praying for your kids. First of all, pray for them. Um you know, Job was one that prayed for his kids. I, I in my devotions Reading the Book of Job, and I in chapter one, of course, that he would get up and he would sacrifice a bull on behalf of his kids, and we need to to be sacrificing that time of prayer, to be praying over them, to be praying with them, and to also you know it to those those kids that are under your roof to to see that they're in fellowship to the hearing the word of God to family devotions are very important. Every family is different, the dynamics and stuff, but to talk to them about the things of the Lord, to be praying for them, and tell them how much the Lord means to you and what he's done for you, uh, mm-hmm. because it's a battle out there. And I think about Daniel. Daniel was taken off into captivity when he was just a teenager, and he was taken off into to Babylon, and Babylon's trying to take our kids captive today in so many different ways. And he had a heart for the Lord. He had a family that prayed for him, raised them in the ways of the Lord, that influence that was there. And um, and it's a battle because of the enemy and the world coming against them and all the influences around them that we need to wash them with the water of the word, be praying for them, praying, 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 and talking to them and uh, being very honest with them and, and to be able to listen to them as well. So, um you know, it's difficult days for them.
0: Wow, thank you. Thank you, Pastor. That was great.
3: Hey, Lee, can I can I pray for your kids right now?
0: Yes, please.
3: Father, as Lee, as he is raising his teenagers and wanting to install godly values, I just pray that you would help him, that he would be able to just share with them the truth of your word, to to, Lord, just be that covering for them in their home, that in their home it would be the praises of God, hymns and songs and spiritual songs, the thanksgiving of God that is spoken, and, Lord, that um, that he would encourage them to walk with you and to know you, and they would see the benefits of of a life following after Christ through their dad, through Lee. And, Lord, we do know that there's still a lot of poles, and there's a lot of temptation that's out there. So I pray that Lee would be one that he would cover his kids with prayer and be praying for them, for their protection. I pray that you would just minister to them, draw them to you. You know exactly where they're at. And Lord, that uh, you would just give Lee wisdom and that and guidance and all those who are ministering to their kids and to their teenagers. And it's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you, You keep keep praying. Keep ministering to them, okay? And we'll be praying. Thank you. You bet, absolutely. Got an open line, and that number to call in is 303-690-3000, calling number. It's hard, isn't it? And I'm sure a lot of you are saying it, it is hard uh, because there's so many influence on our kids, but we can't give up. It's a battle. You got to keep fighting for them. And, you know, Lee, if you're listening to the other thing I was thinking about is that in the book of Nehemiah in chapter four, the people, there was so much rubble around and they were so discouraged. They said, we can't do this. We can't build the wall. And, you know, it was Nehemiah that stood up and he said, God is great and awesome. And he said, fight for your wives, fight for your children, fight for your brethren. And, and that's what we need to do to keep fighting the good fight of the spirit and We need to just keep praying and to declare to them that God is great and awesome, and uh, don't give up, and, and we need to just be about those things that the Lord would have us to do and entrust them to Him. And I know you know this, but I want to encourage you in that. Keep fighting the good fight of the Spirit. Hey, let's go to Kim in Denver. Hi. Kim? Hi, thanks for holding. You're on Calvary Live.
1: How are you doing? Thank you for your services, actually.
3: It's, um, you're welcome untried,
1: yeah i'm trying to make my re- prayer requests is what i have i requesting basically what i need to do is confront a loved one who mm-hmm. i i've i've made a mistake in letting him know that my love was unconditional and it is taking advantage of me because of that and i found out that he's lied to me and financially i've helped him out and um I need to confront him in a loving way because I want, you know, my flesh wants to punish him or take it the other way. But I, I know I need to do
3: it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And it's it's hard, Kim. But the thing is, you can keep loving them, But love oh, doesn't— I know, I
0: know that. It's not going to change yeah. my love, but, but I just can't. Yeah. I can't.
3: And you can—but and but the thing is, love doesn't mean that people take advantage of us either. And God hasn't called you to be taken advantage of Um and so you're going in the right direction, and I, you're, you sound brokenhearted because you got to confront somebody who you care about and, and has taken advantage of you, and it hurts. Um, and it hurts when it's somebody that's close to us. Uh, and, um, but as you do, God's going to give you the wisdom to say that, you know, you can't lie to me, you can't take advantage of me, and I just am not going to open myself up to this anymore. And to to be able to to be honest with him, and then allow the Lord hopefully that he'll come, you know, into that place of of repentance and come to that place of realizing that he's done wrong. Because sometimes, you know, God knows your situation, and so do you. And but yes. to some that may be out there going through something similar. Sometimes people don't realize that they're taking advantage of somebody or they're just so insensitive to it. And for you to say, no, this cannot happen uh, anymore and it's not going to happen. I care about you. I love you, but you're not going to take advantage of me anymore. And you, you can't lie to me. And, um, and it really is difficult and hard when those relationships are strained and severed. But, um, but you know, to, to be able to express that, I think, is important. And we're going to pray that the Lord will minister to their heart. You know, and the Bible talks about if somebody has sinned against us, we're to go to them. And we're to, you know, speak to them privately about it. And that's what you're desiring to do. So, Father, I do pray for Kim. If she's in a situation that's brought hurt and sorrow to her because um, of somebody who's a relative that has hurt her in her life and taken advantage and lied. And the hurt that Kim is feeling, I just I, I just pray that you give her the wisdom, the words to speak and to be firm. And Lord, I pray for the individual that has sinned against her, that they would repent and that they would realize the hurt that they have caused. That you would minister to their heart. But right now, Kim is grieving over this situation. We give it to you for you to bring forgiveness and restoration and a restoring of the relationship, but just be with Kim and guide her and direct her in every way in this situation. And we just pray this in Jesus name. Amen. Thank you. We'll be praying. Okay. Lord will be with you. Okay. All right. Thank you. But absolutely. I was thinking, I quoted this, um, yesterday, uh, for somebody and, and, um, you know, we're the minister, as Paul's writing to Timothy, um, and he says uh, to—let um, me read it to you. I want to read it right. Uh, in Second Timothy, as Paul is writing, that a servant of the Lord must be gentle to all, able to teach, patient, and humility, correcting those who are in opposition, not just quarreling, but being gentle and uh, if God perhaps may grant them repentance so that they may know the truth, then that's what Kim is desiring to do. And perhaps that you're in that situation to be able to be honest uh, with a spirit of gentleness and honesty, that they may come to repentance and come to know the truth in the air. And, of course, Jesus said if somebody's erred against you, you go to them privately and you're to speak to them. And we want them because we don't want them to—we to, want to go to them because we don't want them to continue in that and hurting people and hurting uh, the, the people around them. And um, so it is difficult. But the Lord will take that, and you pray about it and ask for God's guidance. We've got a couple open lines, 303 690 is the call-in number. Grab one of those open lines. We've got plenty of time in the show um, for you to call in. And the text line seven two zero three three six 720 336 0897. Let's go to Fort Collins here in Northern Colorado. Sarah. Hi. Hi, Sarah. How are you?
1: I'm doing well. How are you?
3: I'm doing good. Thanks for calling Calvary Live.
1: Um, I had a question for you.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: I, um, I'm struggling with being in the Spirit and using spiritual gifts, even things like discernment. Um, And I was just curious, I know there's like a verse that says, you know, therefore there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. And there are a lot of verses that talk about how, you know, to use the spiritual gifts by the Holy Spirit, you have to have love. And, but I just, I just feel like I'm constantly in the flesh when I'm around people. I have no problem sharing the word, but I, I don't seem to discern or anything like that. And I'm not sure even what my spiritual gift is.
3: Yeah. So, you know, we we use that term, you know, walking in the Spirit. And, and the thing to remember as a believer, that you have the Spirit of God that is in you. And in Romans chapter 8, Paul, you know, he writes that there is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. And he writes that right after Romans chapter 7, where Paul is expressing this struggle in the flesh. He says yes. that I do things that, that I shouldn't do. I don't do things that I should do. Mm-hmm. Oh, mm-hmm. wretched man that I am, who will deliver me from, you know, th- this, this, uh, you know, uh struggle that he was going through. And then he goes on and he begins to talk about the Lord Jesus Christ as him personally. But I I want to start out by saying you may not feel this way, but I want to ensure you from the scriptures because we can feel, uh, you know, condemned we, we realize our shortcomings and um, we realize I'm not what I could be. I'm not what I should be. And I want you to know that there is therefore now, that word now is very important, no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. And now you have the Spirit of God where you can walk in the Spirit and you can be sensitive to the leading of the Lord. There's still going to be this battle back and forth. Galatians tells us, that if we walk in the Spirit, we won't fulfill the desires of the flesh. And But there's here's the thing. It's talking about a continual walking in the Spirit. And how do we walk in the Spirit? We do walk in love. We walk in the love of Jesus Christ and knowing His Word and being sensitive to His hearing. Um, and the flesh is going to rear its ugly head. Um, our battle is uh, with the flesh, with the world, and with Satan, who's the accuser of the brethren who wants to condemn us. But when it comes to walking in the Spirit, just simply you have the Spirit of God in you and just praying, Lord, give me that wisdom, give me discernment. And you're asking about your spiritual gifts, and that's a whole study in and of itself, the different spiritual gifts. And there's some good studies online on that. um, As you go look at First Corinthians 12, uh, 14, as you look at Ephesians uh, chapter 4, as you read Romans, chapter 12, it talks about those spiritual gifts. And I think that you pray, Lord, what is my spiritual gift? And He gives to each one of us uh, as He wills those gifts. And I think He gives it to us supernaturally, naturally. And what I mean by that is, how are you wired? You know, do you like to serve people? Do you like to help people then he's probably given you the gifts of help? you know are you one that you love to to teach people about the the Word of God the gift of teaching um and so he supernaturally naturally gives us those gifts and just go through those gifts and how God has made you and the you know and you know the the gift of wisdom, the gift of discernment uh all those things that that are listed there you can go through. And then he's going to ask you. Now, for Christians, all of us are to have discernment because uh, we're told to test the spirits. You know, we are to be discerning concerning that which is false and true. But when it comes to the gift of discernment, that's that's a gift that deals with, you know, I just am discerning in this situation, in this situation. Um, Thing that I'm facing, or even with this individual, that God will give you a supernatural discernment concerning that. So there's a lot that's there, but I want you to know, Sarah, that there is a battle in the flesh. And, but the Lord, there's no condemnation. And the key is to keep your focus on Him. Keep your focus on Him. Abide in Christ. He promises that as you stay connected to Him and abide in His love and abide in His word, you're going to bear forth fruit and um, just keep learning and keep growing day by day, step by step, and you are going to focus on Him and His love and the freedom that you have in Christ, and you're dead to sin, you live in a newness of life, and that you don't have to walk in condemnation. All right?
1: Thank you, Pastor. That was really well said and very enlightening. I'm very appreciative
3: I think what I talk to a lot of people is they base their Christian walk on performance
1: mm-hmm.
3: rather than on faith. And for me, I realize how far I fall short of the Lord. And I realize that, you know, I struggle with the flesh at times. You know, even, even in this last week here in ministry, it's been very taxing. It's been very difficult. And there are times where I was angry. And there are times where I struggled and some of the, you know, the things that got back to me or whatever it is. And, you know, then somebody will come up and say, you have such a good heart, Pastor Jeff. And I'm thinking if you only knew, <laughs> if you only knew what I was thinking, you know, a little bit ago. But, you know, I got to put that under the blood of Jesus. And I can't base my faith on performance. It's faith. And that's in him. And that's why. Paul writes in Galatians and in the book of Romans that the just shall live by faith. And to mm-hmm. say, Lord, I need you. I need your help. And I need to put away these things that you tell me the anger, the wrath, the malice, all those things. And I need to put on your love and gentleness and kindness and compassion. And He's going to help you. It's a work of the Spirit and, you know, a dependency upon Him. And, um, and He's going to do that work in you. And um, it's a day-by-day, moment-by-moment. And uh, But you don't have to condemn yourself. You belong to Him.
1: Okay.
3: Can I pray for you?
1: Please.
3: Father, I pray for Sarah. I think she's very, very sensitive to your spirit because she's calling. She realizes her shortcomings. She realizes, you know, all these things that... that Lord, we do fail, but Lord, in our failures that we can put it under the blood of Jesus and have no confidence in the flesh, but Lord, that we would walk in the Spirit and help her to do that, to just walk in your love and abide in you and your word, to abide in your your you know in you personally and knowing you and walking with you, and Lord, I do pray that you would just help her we we all need your help, and as she does that you would just give to her those spiritual gifts. She she wants to know what her spiritual gift is because I sense that she wants to be used of you. And Lord, to edify the body of Christ, to be an encouragement to others, so show it to her as she searches the scriptures, that Lord, that you would just reveal it to her, um, that supernatural work and gifting in a very natural way and how you made her and opportunities that you give to her. So, Lord, bless her. May she be assured that there is now no condemnation for those of us who are in Christ Jesus. And it's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Amen. Blessing, Sarah.
1: Thank you. And if you don't mind my saying really quick before you jump off here is when you have times of struggle and you feel like you're getting angry or have any other frustrations during your line of work, the great thing to do is to sing, whether out loud or yeah. under your breath or in your heart. Um, and he'll use all of that for good.
3: You know what? And it's interesting, Sarah, that you said that. Because you know what I did last week? And it, it was just, you know, kind of a taxing week. You know what mm-hmm. I did? I sat down and I wrote a song.
2: Oh, that's beautiful.
3: And I wrote it from the Psalms and from Job. And so my son, he is um, he is a music major. Um, at UNC He's a senior, so I'm giving it to him that we can put the music, and and it is so true that you know what I did is I said, Lord, I'm just going to write this psalm to you, and um and wrote it out and um and so we'll see if we'll put it to music, but the other thing too, Sarah, is to be thankful, and it's a great reminder we can be thankful, pray without ceasing, be thankful in everything. And we can get so focused and magnify the problems or the things that upset us and we forget to be thankful and that's the other key that the Lord just reminds me and hopefully that it will be a blessing to others as well.
1: Hallelujah. Praise God.
3: Thanks, Sarah. Appreciate it. God, Thank bless, you. God you bet. bless you. Have a great evening. Uh-huh. Let's go to Rob let's go to Rob in Colorado Springs. Rob Rob, are you there?
4: You there? I heard.
3: Rob? Okay, maybe hey, we're right. just going to go. Yeah, Rob, are you there? Yes. You're on Calvary Live.
5: Um, first of all, thank you for taking my call. I appreciate it. Um, you bet. I was hoping that I might be able to get some wisdom from you, um, some biblical wisdom. Um, make a long story short, uh, my wife and I just hit our ten-year anniversary mark in October, mm-hmm. and um, needless to say, it's been ten years of learning and struggles. Um, we've gone through a multiple, a multitude of different situations in our marriage, um, through verbal, um, physical abuse. Things of that nature, um, not necessarily fighting each other physically, but there has been years of my wife just kind of going into fits of rage, and I just let her do her thing until she calms down. Um, and so, there's we're,
3: there's a lot there's a lot that's there. And Rob, I don't mean to interrupt you. But, you know, we we only got about two or three more minutes left. And I, I do want to, you know, on the radio, uh, while we got a few minutes, to just, if you guys belong to a church, and I don't know if you've been to counseling, but it's really important for you guys to get some godly counsel, to be able to talk to a pastor, or, you know, if there's discipleship that happens in your church, to be able to go over those, you know, Marriage principles and truths that are given, especially the role of the husband and the wife, and to come together and say, "We need to go and we need to search God's word on how it is that we treat each other, how we communicate, how do we deal with our anger, um, what is our roles as a husband and wife? As you are called to love your wife as Christ loves the church, in serving her and in, in cherishing her, and then her to respect her husband." um to be submitted to her husband those are going to be very important i don't know how much you have done in that but to go back to those what the word of god has to say to get some discipleship get some counseling from somebody who's going to point you in the right direction and then be able to be in fellowship with other believers that will be able to pray for you and help you in that because otherwise it's just a cycle that you go through in 10 years of it going through so, you know, I don't know your background. I don't know exactly everything that's going on. But I do know this, that God wants to bring that to your marriage. Healing, he wants to bring peace. He wants to bring it to where it's not just in survival mode, but that you thrive in growing in love for each other because you're growing in your love for him. And, and to live with your wife in an understanding way, what her role is as a wife. And to be able to do that. And so I'm so sorry that you're going through those difficult things. And it's been difficult for 10 years. The anger, the the abuse. Uh, but God doesn't want you to continue in that. So get into a good church that will be able to help you. And there's some good churches down there in Colorado Springs that will help you and give you that biblical advice. It's very important for you to do that. So, Father, I pray for Rob as we close the show here. I just pray for his marriage. I pray that you would help him and his wife to sit down and to be able to to say, we need to you, Lord, for our marriage to continue not in abuse, not in turmoil, but Lord, in peace, and to continue in a way that we're growing in our love for you and in our love for each other, to understand our roles, how to communicate, how we treat each other, What's the atmosphere of our home? Lord, show us and teach us. We need to get biblically grounded and be submitted to you, as the Scripture says, to submit to one another in the fear of God. And Lord, help us to do that. Guide us in doing that in every way. So, Lord, I pray for that healing, restorative work in Rob and his wife. I pray that you would just help him in doing that. And Lord, uh, even if they've gone through counseling and they think it hasn't worked, that they would go back. They would go back to, to getting good biblical advice and counsel and being with a group of Christians that will be there to help them and pray for them and lift them up in every way. And it's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. So Rob will be praying for you. And and um, God wants to do that work of restoring. Hey, we got the music going. Thank you, everybody that's called in uh, on Calvary Life. Such a blessing to be with you. And um, looking forward to the next time that I'm with you. God bless you. Have a great evening. And just keep growing in the things of the Lord Jesus Christ and in his word and in his love. Good night. You've been listening to Calvary Live.